Are you, Are you ready? ready? Let's go! Don't you sometimes just want to talk about everything? You know, there's days when you can just talk, 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 about anything. Need to sit back and chat about nothing at all? Nothing but Julie. Coming at you with fun and creative topics and interviews. Did you hear Julie's podcast? She's got the greatest topic. I did. I love it. Come join the chat about everything, anything, and nothing. So unwind and tune in to Nothing But Julie. Great topics and cool interviews. With some pretty awesome people. And now, without further delay, here's Nothing But Julie. everyone it's julie schrager your host of the nothing but julie podcast thank you so very much for tuning in i hope you are all doing well and uh enjoying your week wherever you are listening from and i do thank you so much for tuning in and listening so nice to have you here i i'm going to um touch on a subject that you might think doesn't pertain to you, um, but I guess I don't see how it doesn't or how it wouldn't, I should say, because I think in one way or another, we have all been affected um, by COVID in one way or another, whether it's a small amount, uh, a large amount, or maybe you just don't realize that you've been affected um, and maybe you have, and you know you have, and you need a little help. So what I really wanted to touch on today was COVID and our mental health and how we can notice the signs of uh, change and, and ways that we can help ourselves. I have mentioned in the past for me, I had a very thriving uh, dog walking and training business, and I had many regular uh, clients, and then I have what they call, or what I call pop-ups, which are those people who uh, need me for vacation, spring break, things like that, summertime. So uh, once COVID hit and everybody, you know, kind of shut down, that happened to me as well. When things started slowly going back uh, to where people were going back to work, my clients did not. And um, that was very hard on my business. Uh, and I continued to push and to market and to try and get, uh, you know, some people who might be elderly and cannot walk their dogs. And again, those who um, work nine to five, that needed someone to walk their dogs. And I started noticing that the market started to get saturated with, oh, I can do this for a living. This is easy. And the next thing I know, more and more people in my community started to do it. What hurt the most was how the very same person was being um, recommended. And many of my clients who are professionals and work all day, 
and the elderly really don't utilize social media. So I always um, got clients through word of mouth and maybe one social media app. But Facebook, the Nextdoor app, you know, they were always recommending the same woman. And so this woman wound up working a lot in my area. It was, it was hurtful because I had such a great business. And now people are like, oh, I can walk, I can train, I can do this, I could do that. And I realized that it really was not worth it anymore for me to even try to market myself because I couldn't see me getting these clients back, the regulars where I was working five days a week and making pretty decent money. Um, so it definitely affected my mental health in a certain way. I became very down and sad, not, not depressed. I would just say I felt a bit depressed, but I wasn't in a depressed state. You know, I was just going through the whole woe is me. Uh, This was a great business. I was thriving and now it's gone. And you know, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with feeling that way because I spent a long time really marketing myself and building up the business and having professional invoices and forms for everyone to fill out. And, and I had a website and I had Instagram and, you know, it was, it was, you know, almost like a death having to say goodbye to my business. And what do I do now? What's my next venture? So for me, I definitely had to zone in on my mental health and tweak it because I started spending more time at home and not having much to do. And I, I'm so, you know, I really just had to figure out my next move. And, but it was more important that I just kind of you know, took care of my mental health first so that I was in a better position, you know, to move on. And as we all know, I mean, COVID just really struck many of us hard. Many of us were, had to alter our lifestyles. And those of you who worked from home and have a family, and I mean, it it was tough to do all that. Many of you are also still working at home. So we all have had our own issues issues to deal with um, when it comes to COVID. And uh, there was this poll that was conducted by uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation in 2020 in the spring. And almost half of adults in the United States had stated that their mental health was negatively impacted. And, and what was it due to? stress and worry over the virus. And in the beginning, we were all there. It was really hard for all of us to kind of navigate what was going on. Same with the CDCs and the top doctors and the friggin' government. We were all very scared. People were dying. So a lot of us, you know, wound up having an excessive amount of worry and um, anxiety, and that is related, you know, to our mental health. And as this pandemic continues on, our mental health, you know, the burden 
will continue, um, you know, as we try to slow the spread of the virus. And there are still many people who are social distancing, whether at work, uh, school, whatever it might be. Um, So it's understandable for us to all be having issues um, with mental health. And, And I have a friend who told me as well uh, that her client base has doubled because of people, you know, having to navigate um, COVID uh, with their mental health. So that is just kind of how it is. Um, And the thing of it is as well is, and this is something that, I think is wonderful how pe- there are more and more places that are uh, understanding the impact of mental health and providing health care for certain populations and going through funding assistance so many people can um, afford to see someone about their mental health, which is wonderful. But It's very important to remember that there is support and you can find it. You just have to look for it and don't always feel that, you know, you have to do it on your own because you don't have to. Um, I know that young adults have gone through many um, pandemic related consequences like, you know, young people who are in colleges where their colleges had closed and they had to start doing virtual, which can also be a challenge. Uh, that can also contribute to mental health or, or poor mental health. Uh, I know that there was a larger than average share of young adults that had anxiety symptoms or, or some form of depression. Um, and it's important that the youth learn about coping skills So if something traumatic like this were to happen again, they would be able to know how to cope the next time because I believe that young adults, I would say prior to the pandemic, I think that they were more at a higher risk of a poorer mental health state and even substance um, use and many didn't receive treatment. So it's really important that we also think about the youth and how they're handling this. Um, Kids as well, young kids. Although I do believe that younger children are more resilient and they can kind of go with the flow a little bit more than when they become adults. Um, I know from research that... um, when the economy is like on a downturn, uh, you know, with job, excuse me, job loss, that has a lot to do with depression and distress and low self-esteem, anxiety. And that has a lot to do, you know, with substance abuse as well or substance use. So the concern about poor mental health and, and the well-being for children and for their parents, especially moms, you know, they are dealing with these new challenges with school closures, lack of childcare. It's 
it's, I think, a little bit more pronounced with the women because, uh, you know, let's say the, they are the main caretakers of the children and now they're home and they have to try and navigate all of their children being on virtual school and <clears throat> trying to find things to do during the day and keep them busy from boredom. You know, it's very taxing on your mental health. And then you have the essential workers who still to this day <coughs> face a number of challenges. I mean, they are at greater risk of contracting COVID than any other workers, you know, like non-essential workers. The amount of anxiety and stress that they have been feeling is far beyond, I think, what many others have experienced because they are on the front lines. They are in it. They have to roll up their sleeves. They have to see it. They have to be around it. So it's it's not just you and me who are scared of getting sick and having to go out and wear masks and protect ourselves, but they are actually directly with people who are sick, directly with people who are dying. They're not only <clears throat> seeing how horrible this virus can attack people, but they're on top of them too. And there's the scare of worry. So it's definitely harder, I would say, on people who are essential workers or at the front lines. <clears throat> also, when it comes to mental health and having to isolate ourselves socially, especially those of you who are social people, um, you know, it, it affects those people even more. Uh, and it can be draining to not be around people. Many people have found ways around it <clears throat> by doing FaceTime and Skype and Zoom. Although, I understand it's not the same as being in person, you know, person to person live. So these particular mental health issues definitely increased with the pandemic. So it is not just you uh, if you think that you're going through it. And I know it's not just you. Many people have been afflicted by what's been going on. <clears throat> Excuse me, so sorry. So what is the best way that we can help ourselves through it? <clears throat> what can we do during a pandemic to help keep our mental health at a positive, more streamlined level? Well, there's a lot we can do. And this is also coming from personal experience because my son who is uh, closing in on 26, you know, he was home too. And no, it was not easy at all. It was not easy at all. So what do you do? Well, if you find yourself in a position like we were recently, or if you find yourself in a position where, sorry guys, I'm just getting myself a drink of water. If you find yourself in a kind of going downhill, getting in a depressed state or feeling 
anxiety. You do not have to be ashamed of what you're feeling. Nor do you need to feel like you can't seek help. There is nothing wrong with seeking help from someone that can talk you through it, talk you down, give you coping skills, maybe even put you on medication. You know, there are long-term effects with your mental health due to the pandemic. I mean, I, I am backtracking for a second, but the fact that plans were canceled, the fact that our livelihoods were just upended and many of us did have people we knew, friends, family members, acquaintances that passed away were dealing with feelings of grief. It, I think, helped shape many of our, um, of our mental health for the future. What has it really done to us if we could really dive in and, and think about how we've changed, you know, because <clears throat> of the pandemic. I mean, historically, pandemics um, do have a lasting impact, at least I would think. Traumatic experiences um, do have an impact. And what I think should be done is understand the role of mental health <clears throat> with these outcomes. I really think it's important to understand that. So what can we do? Well, I'll be honest with you. What did I do? I watched a lot of <clears throat> series series that I didn't even know existed and pretty much caught up with what a lot of people had already seen that I didn't even know about. But I became addicted to TikTok. And I would only follow people that were positive and being silly and trying to make the best of what was going on so that I could laugh and be silly. I also went out and I went for walks because I knew if I stayed home and stranded myself that eventually uh, the impact could be a lot worse on my mental health. I would do paintings. I would do puzzles. I did projects around my house, uh, in and outside of my house with my husband, you know, just, just to do things that we haven't done in a while. And it seems as though a lot of people did that. But the most important thing I did for myself was to be conscious of how I was feeling and to tell myself it's okay to feel this way. It was okay. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just making me feel better because I knew that other people were going through it. It made me feel better because I told myself it's okay exercise, try and get sleep. If you can't get a good amount of sleep at night, then take a nap during the day. Who cares? I made sure that I still ate well. You know, I just didn't want to screw up my mental health anymore. And 
I try not to spend a lot of time watching TV. I would, you know, give myself a limit of how much I would watch or how much I would be on TikTok or on my phone. Just because I wanted to do other things, even if it meant reading a book or, you know, I just didn't want to get overloaded with too much and, and rely on that because I knew at some point this was going to be over. So, well, it might not be entirely over, but, but the dramatic, and the dramatic sense of lockdown and being so scared and, you know, I knew that at some point we were going to learn more about it and have ways of dealing with it. And, you know, I also felt that having a sense of purpose was a huge asset, you know, because it really allows people to cope during adversity. And if you, if you find yourself having uh, forms of anxiety or that you're feeling down, like I said, reach out to your doctor. Get a referral to see someone or a therapist. Usually was probably doing FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, but still, if you don't have someone at home um, and you were going through it, the best thing to have done was just to reach out to whomever you could just to keep your mental health as positive. And the silver lining about the pandemic, though, I think, was it taught us all to slow down and remember what's important, family, good friends, you know, it kind of allowed us to refocus and, and connect with people in other ways. And it made us realize what was really important, what wasn't important. And not to always sweat the small stuff when you saw what was happening or what was going on. And I also look at this as that we all had some form of PTSD. I think that all of us are going through it. And I think that there are certain things in the future that might be a trigger for us. And I feel as though we all need to be aware of these triggers and not be hard on ourselves and remind ourselves of what we all went through. And it's okay to be triggered. It's okay to have the PTSD knowing that we all went through something traumatic that we have never gone through before. And just just be easy on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. The easier we are on ourselves, the better we're going to be, the better we're going to come out of whatever it is we're going through. So it's okay. It's okay. I just, you know, really wanted to do this podcast, just a one and done, just to let everyone know that whether it is pandemic related or it's related to something else. We're all going to get through it, but we have to give ourselves a break. And we have to know that it's okay. We're never going to be at 100%. And just allow yourself to breathe and go through it. But as you're going through it, you need to look at the positive parts, which I look at as coping skills. Look at something positive. Don't stay on it for too long. Try and know that you are going through something and it's going to be okay. And if you can't get through it alone, again, seek help. 
there is nothing wrong with seeking help. I promise you all it will do is make things better. So it's with that that I bid you adieu. Please feel free to reach out to me or connect on Instagram and Facebook at Nothing But Julie. Take care, everyone.